Hi, it's Owning It, the podcast all about starting your own business, leaving your nine to five and creating a lifestyle and a business that you love that fits around your family. I'm Meg Randall-Green, your host, and I'm so delighted you're here. Thank you for listening. We are now up to episode 25, which is insane because I've only been doing this about three months or so. So thank you. If you're listening for the first time, please hit subscribe. It's always great to get new listeners. And my mission is to help as many women and mothers that I can grow and succeed in their own business and get themselves financial freedom. So I'm all about the confidence, I'm all about the mindset, and I'm all about achieving your loftiest ambitions. So welcome, so nice to have you here. And today I want to talk about something really close to my heart and something that's not always been something that I knew, which, and I'm learning so much, and I never pretend to have all the answers. If This is not what this is about. I'm not some kind of lofty person. I'm just like you. I've been learning as I've been going along. I've been making mistakes, and something that I didn't realise I had to do until I learned from some very wise marketing guys was I didn't realise I needed to create an offer. Now, I knew I had to have a product, because without a product, you don't have a business, Right. But I didn't realise that products don't sell themselves. Now, this is a really fundamental piece of information. And if you're new in business, it may seem really strange because you think, oh, my God, I've got this amazing idea. I've seen a, a gap in the market. There's a huge opportunity for this. It's new. It's innovative. People need it. They just don't know they need it. And I'm going to create that product And then you do and you invest tons of money into doing that. Maybe you get investment, maybe you borrow money and then nothing happens. What's happened? You've done all your market research, you've done your client research. Let me tell you this, all the marketing in the world cannot persuade someone to buy something that is not in a really attractive and compelling offer. So let me break it down a little bit more. What do I mean when I say an offer? So the way I think about offers is it's made up of three things, three core things create your offer, right? It's the main product that you're selling. And this could be anything from health supplements and protein powders or I don't know, like outfits to online teaching courses, you know, whatever it is that you're selling, whether it's digital, real, it's your core thing. What is your main product? But then the second thing you need are some bonuses. So what are some attractive additional things that come with that main product that solve a different problem that's connected? And that's a really cool way of thinking about that. And I'll dig into that a little bit more. And the third thing that I think is really key to making it an offer and not just a product is you have some kind of time limit on it. Now, I don't mean make stuff up. I don't mean lie. I don't mean create a false sense of scarcity when there isn't one. What I mean is giving maybe your closest network and community a heads up first that this is going live and they get a special deal, but after a certain date, you open it up to everybody. Or maybe you're doing like beta testing and you want to launch an online course. And for the people that get in really fast, they get it for half price. But after a certain date, 
it goes back up. So think of ways that you can create something that's not always going to be there because that sense of urgency, it just helps to pe- people to invest in themselves and to make that decision to commit to themselves because what you're providing can help people. And if you have been listening to what I've been talking about, about your business, your mission, your purpose, your ideal customer, all of these things, if you are, you know, you've got values as a business owner, and if you stand by them, then that will come across. And I think it's really important to know that you're serving these people by giving them the opportunity to invest in themselves and to invest in you. It's a double benefit. So being visible, being out there and getting your offer out is really important. But then giving people that extra nudge to make that decision and to commit to themselves, because if you don't have that extra nudge, it's very easy because people are doing a hundred million other things at the same time. It's easy for them to forget and think, I'll do it later and later never happens. I don't know how many of you have had maybe discovery calls if you're in the online coaching space or consultation calls and someone says, I'll think about it. And true enough, they go off and they think about it, then they forget about it. And I'm not saying you need to be like a hard salesperson and pushy. It's not about that. It's about giving people all of the options so they can make the decision and say, actually, do you know what? I get so much good stuff up front if I make the decision now. So you want to reward action takers. And that's a really nice way of looking at it. So you've got your three things. You've got your main product, you've got the bonuses, and you've got the time limit. So that is what I think makes up a really compelling offer. And obviously, it's going to be made compelling by what you're selling. So, you know, a really great offer kind of does sell itself. And all the marketing in the world won't persuade someone to buy a crappy offer because it will just not appeal. So really concentrate on what you're providing and then obviously work on the messaging too, of course. But you need to know that what you're providing solves a problem, gets results and gives somebody amazing value. So I want to talk about bonuses and you've probably seen in the online space and on social media, there's like a ton of people who just throw everything at you, throwing the kitchen sink. It's like, and you get this and swipe files and email templates and this and that. And it's kind of overwhelming. So you may have wanted the initial product in the first place. And then you look at the raft of extra things. It kind of makes you feel anxious that you've got more work to do. That's the way that I look at it. It makes me feel a sense of anxiety when I look at the extra stuff thinking, oh, what if I don't get around to using it and it just sits in my inbox and is this a waste of money and it starts bringing up doubts. That's my personal view. I don't think you need to throw the kitchen sink at it. I think you can be really clever and maybe two, a couple of things, literally just two things I think is enough that solve an adjacent problem to the one your main product solves. So for an example, uh, my main product is at the moment, like the the self-paced one is the DIY kind of online course. So how to start and scale a business the right way. And it's self-paced. So it's modules that you can just take step by step with recording voiceovers. So when I was making it, I thought, what are the things, what are the other problems that are going to be brought up 
by this training. Because as you're going through something, I don't know if you guys have ever done this or if you've done other courses, when you're going through and then it brings up a whole different topic that you weren't expecting and suddenly you're like, oh, it would be really useful to know about branding guidelines or, oh my goodness, it would be really useful to know about content calendars. This isn't covered in the course. Oh my goodness, it would be really interesting to know about content prompts or how I can repurpose content across different channels. Like it brings up a host of other related problems that you may not solve in your main product. So that's what made me figure out what some cool bonuses would be. So for example, if you're in online marketing and you want to create a funnel, for example. So a funnel is just the journey that you take a customer through from like not being aware of you all the way to getting to know you, knowing about your products and becoming a customer. So that's essentially what a funnel is. Um, So if you want to get into that space, then yes, you need all the technical stuff, but then you also need the copy. So maybe if you were someone that was helping to build people funnels, a cool bonus would be, and here is like my Word document of loads of sales landing page copy that converts. That would be a really cool bonus because you've shown them like how to build the funnel and all the technical stuff, but then what they need is copy. So then they can use your swipe file to use that as prompts to get some ideas. So that's just one way of looking at bonuses because it's going to make sense to the person who's buying your product that this would come with it. It's like a really nice partnership and you don't have to write like 25 page guides as your bonuses. People value information that you present in different ways. It could be maybe even be a recording. It could be like a podcast like this, like a recording of your voice. Um, about like the five useful things to think about when building your funnel. You know, there's definitely stuff to be said for like different formats, different ways of learning, because everyone learns in different ways. Um, If you're actually a product-based business, say you smell, sell smoothies, not smell smoothies, sell smoothies, say you sell them, um, maybe some questions that are thrown up by that would be like, but I need some recipes for how that could blend in with other breakfast ideas or, you know, what, how many do I take or what's the sugar content? What do I think about this as a balanced diet? Can I lose weight in this? So maybe you could create like a recipe booklet or some kind of way that you could do a smoothie detox or something like that. So information, essentially. Um, And I do really believe that you can't just throw information at people. You have to drip it out in a way that makes sense for where they are right now because there's nothing worse than so much information you don't know where to begin and I've seen this with other courses and especially in the online course creation space there's so many people doing it and there's it's almost like you know all this stuff and you want to just spray it at people but that's not how people learn you have to break it down into smaller parts spend time on it and repetition's really key because if you have too much information it's not gonna sink in you have to have a way that people can sort of digest it internalize it and use it so be really careful and specific with your bonuses um and you'll see that people are opting in probably more often than they were previously like when you just have a product that stands alone it can feel a little hmm 
and, and then what kind of thing. If you have a couple of cool bonuses that answer additional problems and a time deadline, that's when things really get interesting because you're being honest, you're being truthful about it, but it's not going to hang around forever, right? If you... If you're in a launch kind of business model where you release things maybe three, four times a year, it's really helpful to have that time window so people know when they can invest. Um, If you have products that are always on sale, then maybe think about some ways that you can offer extra benefits and maybe a discount to your closest followers and your most engaged and like active community members. That's a really nice way of looking at it. Um, because you want to reward people that are following you. You want to reward people that invest their time with you and who are most likely to buy, to be honest, because they are like valuable customers and you really want to nurture them. So we've talked about what's an offer made of, like it's a main product, it's bonuses, and it's a time kind of deadline. Um, I think another thing about positioning your offer is... Something that I've really struggled with is I was like, I spent so long <laughs> creating my offer, you like you wouldn't believe, so long. And I think it was fear was holding me back. I didn't want to launch it because then I'd have to deal with what happens next, which is either, yay, so exciting, people are buying it, or uh, no one's buying it. So it was that fearful thing. So I just spent a lot of time creating all of the content because that was kind of my safe space. And I'm sure some of you will kind of relate to that. You kind of stay in your comfort zone and you don't want to push out of your comfort zone. But something I saw recently on a Facebook post, I think, was someone's kind of list of their week, like all the things that their daily activities. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like once you created your offer, You want to be posting it and blasting it out literally everywhere. It's not like a one and done thing. Like I was foolishly thinking I spent all this work and I think a lot of entrepreneurs fall into this trap of I've put my blood, sweat and tears into this. It's amazing. Why aren't people buying it? (laughs) What's going on? People don't buy it because they can't see it. So I'm talking as someone who doesn't have huge ad budgets, like I don't like to spend money on ads. And I think when you're in the same kind of growth phase that I'm in, and even before that, I wouldn't waste your money on ads because so much can go wrong and you can lose so much money if you haven't spent the time tweaking your messaging, working on your landing page copy, working on the copy that converts organically. And I would really recommend that you do that first. Figure out what's working really, really well organically. Tweak it. Make it better. There's a ton of other stuff you can do to get really visible. You can do guest podcasts. You can do Facebook Lives with other people. Collaboration is amazing. Basically, getting in front of other people's audiences is super helpful because you're building up your audience. And something I've learned is that it takes time, like stuff doesn't happen overnight. So you don't want to be in this phase of like stress, anxiety and overwhelm thinking, I've made it, why aren't people buying? Like you need to chill your boots for a second and realise everything is happening and it will come to you. 
just be like certain of that. Have confidence in that. Have confidence in your abilities. Have confidence that what you're creating is awesome and have the confidence to go out and be really visible with it. Because if people don't know about you, how can they possibly invest in you? How can they possibly reach out to you so you can help them? So I'm rambling a bit, but back to my previous point, this woman was like, I post my um, my offer like four times a week on socials. I was like, oh, four times a week. That's insane. That makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense because if that's the engine of your business and we'll talk another day about like different revenue streams and a way of building a business that's sustainable from different revenue streams. But if you have an engine of your business, which is one core product, that needs to be your bread and butter. That needs to be everywhere. That needs to be the pure focus of your marketing activities. And when I say marketing, I mean like the whole lot, like content, connection. It can be ads, maybe it's not ads, maybe it's collaborations. Like I would really urge you to work on the free, kind of more time consuming bits of building your audience before you start paid. Because those people that you get with your kind of blood, sweat and tears in the early days is because of the value you're providing, because you're providing amazing value and they follow you because they like what they see. You've kind of earned the right to sell to them because they're following you and it's an organic process. With ads, it's a bit more like you pay the money. It could be going out to all sorts of people. Obviously, targeting is a massive thing, um, but it's more of a like a transactional. It feels more transactional. I don't know if anyone's had this experience, but if you click on an ad on Instagram or Facebook, um, and I've done this and I've bought courses and I've like signed up to stuff. Um, it's it's a different feeling. Like building that kind of organic true tribe takes longer. If you have a ton of money to throw at ads, by all means do. I don't have a ton of money to throw at ads. I would rather put my money into content creation. That may change. If I find that the ads are working really well, and they're actually giving me a massive return, obviously I'll put as much as I possibly can into ads. Um, I just also think in a way when you're in the position that I am, like on your own, a solopreneur, you have to focus your attention to the things that you're really good at and that make you money. And figuring out the complexities of social media advertising right now is not on that list. I would have to like learn it which I don't really want to do so yeah there will come a time when you kind of decide time over money at the moment I have the time so I don't have the urgency if you're like right I'd rather throw money at it then absolutely do but I would definitely advise that you either hire somebody or you dedicate the time to learning how to do all the targeting and stuff just so you're not wasting money because I would hate to see you guys throwing money away um So yeah, that's the main thing. I guess like the three things of offers, um, your main product, bonuses and a time deadline, but then also do not be shy of kind of getting it out there as much as possible. So if you think that for every post on Instagram, like 80% of your followers don't see it because of the algorithm, but when people start engaging and commenting, then it boosts you up. Um, I don't know if that figure is correct 
like right now, but I saw it a couple of weeks ago. So don't be scared that you're over kind of over bombarding because chances are people haven't seen it. So this is what when I worked at LinkedIn um, as a specialist on like LinkedIn advertising, people are always scared of like, I'll put this post out on this day, this post out on this day. It's like, no, literally just run it and run it and run it. And you will naturally see a point at which the engagement drops, which is means that you've kind of saturated. But don't think that someone's seen something you've posted because you said said something like two weeks ago about your offer. Just do not assume that. Make sure that obviously you're providing value, but you're here to sell. And the more transparent you are with people, the better they feel because there's no shadiness going on. You know, people understand you're a business owner. You're not just there like for love. You could be there for love as well, but you're there also to make money. And that makes people feel good because they feel like reassured that, that you're not hiding anything. You're like, right, this is what I do. And I want you to buy my offer. Like that's a perfectly reasonable thing to say. <laughs> yes, you want to provide value up front. And your content should speak to that. And what's nice is you can start pulling bits out of your offer and like making posts around that. Like I've done recently about branding, like just pulling things out that you've already worked on. So it doesn't need to be a massive headache. Like you've got all these, this stuff created already, just repurpose it. So you don't have to like reinvent the wheel the whole time. So that's been this episode. I would love it if you would subscribe, rate and review. My next episode will be out this week. I'm going to get back onto my three times a week schedule. I've been a bit lazy. I do apologise, but I'm going to get back onto it. So if anyone wants to message me directly, you can follow me on Instagram, which is um, at MRG underscore branding. Okay, that's me till next time. See you then.